1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R A K U T E N. Shoppers get it.
3: Tonight.
0: Is the royal family a racist family, sir?
3: Prince William breaks his silence for why he hasn't done much to mend the royal rift. The relationship is space. Then. Yeah. Demi Lovato battling blindness, her life now after her drug overdose, and why she's still drinking. I don't even know why I'm
2: sober anymore.
3: Plus, we're with Taylor Swift. The
2: one thing I can tell you
3: about my grander performance. Then, a Grey's Anatomy return, bigger than McDreamy? Yeah, I'd say so.
1: <laughs>
3: and former child stars reveal their wild past.
4: E.T. starts right, right now. now.
3: You know, I really think that Princess Diana would be so hurt in this moment to have her boys just ripped apart, and it seems like the rift just got wider.
5: Yeah, it's really sad. Prince William finally speaking out about the Oprah tell-all, and he is not standing with Harry. Is uh,
6: the royal family a racist family, sir? Yeah, we're very much not a racist family.
1: Hold up. There's several right conversations. There are several conversations. There's a about conversation it. about how dark your
3: baby is going to be. Potentially, and what that would mean or look like.
0: Have you spoken to your brother since the interview? <laughs> no, I haven't spoken to him yet, but I will do.
3: That's Prince William today unleashing an extraordinary break from protocol by answering multiple shout-out questions from the press. If he wanted to add fuel to this epic royal rift mission accomplished
4: i'm told it was off the cuff i was told by sources that he is beyond livid over this interview and the damage that it has done it speaks volumes that william hasn't yet picked up the phone to his brother i think clearly he's needed some cooling off time
3: meanwhile a friend of megan and harry tells et they found the interview to be cathartic and it will allow them to move forward As for William, he clearly disagrees with Harry and Meghan. So much so, he defied the Queen's wishes that, quote, the issues of race will be addressed by the family privately.
5: Prince William is going against
4: his grandmother's wish, fueling the narrative, but clearly, Prince William felt that he had to say something. The Queen wants to sort it out. Um, I think she realizes that um, an angry Prince Harry can potentially be quite a dangerous Prince Harry.
3: Today on The Talk, there was barely a mention of yesterday's heated debate that brought Sharon Osbourne to tears for defending her friend Piers Morgan.
5: Sometimes we argue like we did yesterday. While you're standing by your friend, it appears that you give safe haven to something that he has uttered that is racist. I'm racist, is that what you're saying? I will ask you again, Cheryl,
4: and don't try and cry, because if anyone should be crying, it should be me.
3: According to our source, after that tense live taping, the co-host met in a closed-door meeting and, quote, nothing was resolved. Pierce took to Twitter saying, quote, I love Sharon Osborne because she knew she would get abused by the woke brigade for this, but did it anyway because it's what she believes. Listen, we are both friends with Sharon and Cheryl, and I know it's hard, but these uncomfortable conversations are very important. Yeah. It doesn't mean you love each other any less. Lord knows, show and I have had some very heated and intense discussions, but you know what? In the end, it's important.
5: Yeah, it is. And if you lead with love and you have an open heart, then that's when you can heal and get true understanding. I hope that happens for these ladies.
6: Yes, 100%. Well,
5: let's talk about Demi Lovato now, because she has a new documentary on the way, in which she gets real candid about her 2018 overdose and the physical damage that it has caused her. And now, this shocking revelation, Demi says she's still using substances. I crossed a
2: line that I had never crossed.
3: Are we talking about heroin? Are we doing
2: that? I've really struggled
5: with this.
3: Are you entirely sober now?
5: Brain damage, tinnitus, and blind spots in her vision so bad she can't drive. Even the interviewer from Glamour magazine notes, quote, she can't see my nose or mouth while looking at my eyes. Despite those shocking side effects of her overdose, Demi tells Glamour she's not avoiding alcohol or pot entirely because she needs balance instead of, quote, following a program that's telling me if I slip up, I'm going to die. Another star opening up, Jen Garner talking co-parenting during ex Ben Affleck's past sobriety struggles. Can you give some space? Jen tells The Hollywood Reporter she gave this advice to their three kids, quote, if you see an image on the front of a magazine, I'll look at it with you and we'll process all the scary feelings that come up together. A source tells ET the former couple has been getting along really well. He's not been seeing anyone seriously, but does chat with ex-Anna sometimes. As for Ben's other ex, J-Lo, is her wedding to A Rod still on? Yeah, if you love me. Do you like even years, odd years, the other <laughs> We can't narrow it down yet. After postponing her Italian nuptials and undergoing couples therapy, a source tells ET Jennifer and Alex are still planning on getting married, and everything is fine. Even after claims that A Rod cheated were refuted by this Southern charm star, we're told J-Lo trusts him like no one else she has been with. Finally, Priyanka leaks her and Nick's big Oscar news.
0: You sort of just told everyone that we're announcing the Oscar nominations.
3: Oh.
5: Yeah, Mrs. Jonas failed the tell-me-without-telling-me TikTok
3: challenge. Hopefully Monday goes a little smoother. Catch us live! So Oscar noms are Monday, but Sunday it's the Grammys on CBS. Rehearsals are happening as we speak, and our music maven, Kelty Knight, is in the mix at the L.A. Convention Center. Hey, Kelty. Kevin, I know
4: you are getting so excited about music's biggest night, and so am I. Backstage here at the Grammys today, I talked with host Trevor Noah, and he let me know exactly what kind of host he's going to be.
0: Hi there, I'm Trevor Noah. I think of myself like a waiter. My job is to present you, the audience, with the show. And so I come to the table, say, these are the specials for the day. I hope you're really excited. What would you like? And then you go, hmm, may I please have some Harry Styles? Then I'd be like, all right, one Harry Styles for you.
4: Harry's opening Sunday night show and his ex, Taylor Swift, is also performing. Taylor's making her big return. It's her first time taking the Grammy stage since 2016. A
2: friend to all is a friend to none. It's just really exciting, honestly, to play music. That's something that I will never, ever take for granted again.
0: Her and her team have got the most ambitious concept for her performance, but it's brilliant and it's beautiful.
4: That's Trevor at rehearsals today. Most of the performers who will all be COVID tested will be in this enormous space at the L. A. Convention Center on five different stages and safely apart.
0: We've got all these stages that are facing each other, so all the artists can watch each other, and we're creating a really beautiful sort of community.
4: That performing community includes Dua Lipa, don't show up, don't show up. Cardi B, Miranda Lambert, John Mayer, and this last-minute Grammy edition. Bruno Mars and Anderson Paak, known as Silk Sonic, are joining the lineup after lobbying Grammy producers.
0: I've never been in a situation in life where I've thought, no, I can't squeeze Bruno Mars in. That's all
3: I'm saying as Trevor Noah. (laughs) <laughs> um, by the way, Grammy history is already being made for country music sensation, Mickey Guyton.
5: I love her music so much. She's the first black solo female artist to be nominated in a country category, Best Country Solo Performance. And she also became a mama to Sweet Grace in last month. I love that name.
3: Your godson. Yeah. Um, by the way, Mickey will also host the ACM Awards next month with Keith Urban. So and cool. I want you to check out how she got the word. Would you be up for co-hosting this year with me? Just yes. the two of us. Do back. I have
5: a I
3: love that energy. By the way, the ACMs air April 18th on CBS.
5: Always such a great show. Meanwhile, tonight on ABC, it's a big one for Shondaland Mm. drama, Station 19, and Grey's Anatomy. But the big question for every single Grey's fan continues to be, will this season be the last? Are you hoping they'll carry on after season
6: 17? It will be interesting to see what happens in the next few months.
5: Patrick Dempsey gave a subtle hint, and now Gray's showrunner, Chris Vernoff, just revealed she's planning a season 17 ender that could function as either a season finale or a series finale. Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter Ellen Pompeo has been in negotiations for months with ABC. She's the highest paid woman on network TV, making $20 million a year, and her contract's up at the end of the season. I miss you! I know. But tonight, Gray's returns with the Station 19 crossover. The episode comes after a super long 12-week hiatus. Some think we might see McDreamy and Meredith finally meet on that beach.
6: It's so nice to see everybody and to work
0: with Ellen again. You know, the response has been very positive, so that's really rewarding.
5: We do know there's more McDreamy to come.
0: I know that America loves it. And I know that they'd be smart to get as much in there as possible.
5: With 10 episodes left this season, there's still lots to look forward to. But Debbie Allen almost ruined a big star's return with this accidental TikTok reveal. I hope I didn't see you in my video. I think so. I think I was behind. Some think that voice belongs to Ellen's dead TV sister, Kyler Lee. Others say it's Katherine Heigl.
2: Any I'll go back to that show with all these other cameos happening?
5: I would never say never, but it's, it's not
0: likely, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> is there a more shocking scene coming up than Patrick Dempsey's return? Camilla yeah, yeah. other oh, is. Okay. Wow.
0: It's all relative for who you what, who you're invested in, but I yeah, yeah, I'd say so.
5: I think it's Sandra. to oh.
6: detained me.
5: Sandra O oh, final answer. Well, listen. Nobody could have predicted who just got eliminated on the mass singer. Ow! Oh, there's something in there. <laughs> We're with the first star to be eliminated in the show's most bizarre move yet.
3: Miss Piggy was a little bit jealous. She thought that she should be doing the show.
5: Plus, child stars telling all. Do you remember jumping from balconies? We got into a little (laughs) trouble. Soleil Moonfry with Brian Austin Green and Balthazar Getty.
6: It's so funny because we're kids.
1: Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy.
3: Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the E.T. podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com.
5: You were unmasked last night, unmasked singer. Have you heard from any of your Muppet friends?
3: Miss Piggy was a little bit jealous. She, uh... She thought that she should be doing the show, and in fact, she was supposed to do the show, but uh, she refused to wear the mask.
5: Uh. it ain't easy being green. I love that fella. Listen, I told Kermit that Miss Piggy would actually make a great host of the show and he said, ooh, she would love that. Oh, I just didn't know that characters could be the mass singers or are the animated princesses next. 2021, it's all on its head. Anything can happen. See what I'm saying? Yes. (laughs) Since we are talking TV surprises,
4: Ross Matthews just shared the news of his engagement over on the Drew Barrymore show
5: and now the happy couple is spilling their romance tea only to E.T. It was a very pandemic love story.
4: <laughs> Ross and his fiance met at a pool party in Mexico just a few months before the pandemic hit. Ross lived in LA, Dr. Wellington Garcia in NYC.
5: Zoom dates became their norm, and the way Ross popped the question was very 2021. He told me we were having a Zoom party for our friends. and. There were 50 people in there. It was so bizarre. I just didn't understand at all what was happening. When I got (laughs) down on one knee, he walked out of the room, and I started laughing. And I said, babe, you have to be here for this part. And he came back in the room. And then I asked, will you marry me? And I said, of course.
4: Ross's other reason to celebrate? The hilarious Ross
5: Matthews. His seventh season as a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. I am so proud of the Queens on season 13. And then All Stars 6 is going to be on Paramount+. Plus. I think the audience is really going to love it. We love love. We Mm -hmm. love Drag Race. Yes, let's kick it off. Oh, that show put the fab in for sure. All right, well, we mentioned Ross's connection to Drew Barrymore. Well, we have a special connection as well. This was like the best thing I've ever gotten to do. I can't even tell you. Get ready to ask her anything from dating to parenting. We're getting into it all with our new Dear Drew series. Women love to be courted.
4: Yes. Then. Hey, everyone. It's Soleil Moonfry, and I have the honor of interviewing my dear friends, Brian Austin Green and Balthazar Getty.
6: Only on E.T.
5: We are kicking things off with a new segment, Dear Drew, where viewers can ask Drew Barrymore anything. Yeah, anything, Miss Drew Barrymore.
2: How you doing? I'm just so excited to do this with you guys.
5: I'm so excited about this, too. And honey, you are giving me a good Sex in the City vibe with this Carrie Bradshaw flower I love. Yes, you get a little hand. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's jump into uh, this first question here, Okay, This person says, Dear Drew. Social media has been taking over my life during this pandemic. We have five likes, people are calling back. How do I find the balance?
2: You can turn off your social media apps and just use it as a phone. I also take like day long breaks or week long breaks, put it down and like walk away from it.
5: Oh my God, you're the unicorn. Truly. You are the unicorn. It's liberating. All right, let's get to the second one. Uh, Dear Drew, this person says you recently shared that you have been dating online.
6: Oh, he's cute.
5: So, Mm -hmm. what is the secret to dating in this crazy time? It's exhausting. I may or may not have written this question. Just saying. Uh (laughs) Aha!
6: You know,
2: it's funny because I was, like, not okay with dating apps. I really like to pay attention to the gut instinct. If something is telling you go for it, go for it. If something is telling you, like, run, run! (laughs)
5: All right, here's our last question, Drew. This one says, Dear Drew, one of my mom friends is desperate to be a cool mom, including embarrassing TikToks. not like a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. How do I tell her she needs to focus more on being a parent and less to being a girlfriend to her daughter?
2: I am just going to say that your parent is not your friend. They're your parents. And we should not be trying to be friends with our children. I'm never going to lie to my daughters about my journey, but my kids need to be able to rely on me as their mother. It's harder to be their parent, but it's the right choice. Ooh,
5: I love that. Dropping gyms, dropping all oh my, sorts of gems. Gosh, by the way, this was
2: like the best thing I've ever gotten to do. This I can't fun. even tell you. Thank you so much, ET. Our sister show, thank you. I
5: kind of feel like we're Laverne and Shirley right now, like BFFs. Thank you so much, Drew. I'll see you next time. Well, now let's talk about another beloved star who grew up right before our eyes, Soleil Moonfry. She's got a new young Hollywood documentary, Kid 90, that features hundreds of hours of footage shot by Soleil alongside her famous friends like Balthazar Getty and Brian Austin Green. So we were so geeked when Soleil interviewed them for us. It's an E.T. exclusive. I was the coolest girl at school, by the way, when you would come and get me from
4: school. I mean, you were, what was you, know, I you were a little, you know, you were were little older, you had too? your Bronco too. Yeah. It was very was All the very ladies lucky. loved the Bronco yeah.
6: too.
2: <laughs> Do
4: you remember when you picked me up from school one day and, and 90210 had gotten so big and a friend wanted to come and, and you guys couldn't tell people
5: where the set was, and so she had to be blindfolded. No. Because, because I love that 90210 story. was so such gangster. a huge hit. <laughs> You want untold Hollywood stories from child stars? It's all uncovered in Soleil's Hulu documentary, Kid 90. Like, were there rivalries at auditions?
6: I didn't have somebody that I would see in a waiting room auditioning for something, and I'd go, damn it, Seth Green's here. Like, I'm never going to get this now. It was either Seth Green is your type, or I'm your type, or Toby's your type. I got a nothing, and stop.
4: Will was our childhood friend, who is now Will and known as Will I, am. I got a feeling.
6: I was doing 90210 still when I knew him. You know, yeah. he was like drawing logos for black IPs in my kitchen. Somebody sent me an old picture of me with Leo and Toby at some bowl thing and it's so funny because we're kids the people that we were hanging out with then that were just friends of ours I ran into Johnny Depp four or five years ago at like the Golden Globes and I met him at your birthday party
4: did you tell Johnny I saw you at
6: Soleil's birthday party no because he was like hey what's going on man I saw Robert Downey Jr same thing it's everybody knows everybody can't believe you have this for those of you that don't know, <laughs> I took Soleil Moonfry to her prom and ended up throwing her in the ocean.
5: Balthazar Getty is another lifelong pal and fellow child actor.
6: I can remember just being kind of thrown to the wolves at, you at know, a young age and, and having to having to navigate that. We would talk for two, three hours and fall asleep on the phone. We were just so close.
4: One of my favorite stories of us of course, is our motorcycle story.
6: Yeah, I sort of stole a motorcycle and ended up driving it from Hollywood out out to your house. I think I was probably 13, 14 maybe. Yeah, I guess I really wanted to see you. Watch the documentary Soleil Moon Frye.
5: I love you. While KID90 is focused on the past, Soleil asked Brian about his future, which includes moving on with his new girlfriend, dancing with the STARS pro Sharna Burgess after last year's separation from Megan Fox.
6: 2020 especially was a big year for me in just reevaluating everything. I'm feeling like I'm headed in the right direction. You good guys work. did
5: great. That was, that,
4: right that on, felt good. I felt good
6: about yeah. it.
5: Ooh, Kevin Frazier, we should be worried. Soleil's good at this.
6: Girl,
3: you got a job. Just stick to it, okay?
5: (laughs) By the way, we do have more with Soleil tomorrow. She opens up about some serious personal stuff in the documentary.
3: You know, the Showtime hit Shameless is tackling some tough topics in their very own irreverent way. Coming up, a sneak peek at the final season. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET Podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com.
1: Do we have to re examine Adam at
6: the Garden of Eden? Do you think Adam was white?
1: OK. Shameless is
5: going there. Yeah, <laughs> tackling some serious issues this Sunday on Showtime.
3: And we spoke to Shinola Hampton, yeah. who plays the opinionated and very strong will Veronica Fisher, because she's making her directorial debut. Check this out.
2: Bye, everybody. They gave me a script that was jam-packed. And so they didn't treat me like, this is your first time. They threw it all in there.
3: I want to know how did everybody else treat you when you were the boss?
2: The truth is, Bill Macy was the first one to knock on my trailer door with flowers and a card saying, "You got this. Go get them, and I believe in you." It was truly, truly a dream come true and a remarkable experience. It really was.
0: If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus